Good afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Negler here with your Packers Daily Chat, coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. It is the first day of training camp! I can't believe we're here. I can't believe it's happening. I can't believe football is back in Green Bay, Wisconsin. And I'm not there. What? I admit, I got some FOMO today. Looking at all those pictures and all those videos. And I got to temper myself knowing that I'll be there exactly at the same time the pads come on. Because that's when shit gets real. But in the meantime, it is great. It is phenomenal to see... Live tweets from Packers practice. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. We're so excited here at GZTV, as I'm sure you are. If you missed last night's debut episode for 2023 of Packer Transplants Live, I highly encourage you to check it out. Corey and I had a lot of fun talking Packers, breaking down the offseason, talking about camp and what to expect this season. Always a good time to talk ball with my boy. Um, Also want to give a shout-out, of course, to our good friends over at Ticket King. Folks, if you want to watch the Green Bay Packers play a live game of tackle football in 2023, you want to head to cheeseheadtv.com, look at our schedule, either on the website or the app. You'll find individualized links for each and every game, home or away, preseason, regular season. It doesn't matter. We got it all through Ticket King. Don't use StubHub or SeatGeek or Ticketmaster. These national folks don't know what's going on when it comes to the Green Bay Packers. Utilize a company based in Wisconsin since the early 90s, Ticket King people. You can find them basically anywhere throughout Cheesehead TV, including in a link in the description of this video. Also, before the season starts, you know you want to consume some of the best written content on the green and gold, which is housed within the Packers Yearbook. The official 2023 Green Bay Packers Yearbook is available at PackersYearbook.com. You can get 10% off your copy with promo code CHTV. That's promo code CHTV for 10% off the official 2023 yearbook of the Green Bay Packers. Do it, people. You know you want to. We got practice to talking about. What's that, Alan? Yes, I'm talking about practice. Let's do it. Let's go through what happened. First, as usual, and we are so back, talking about injuries. You got to talk about who's doing what and where and how and Uh, who's coming and going injury-wise, including Cameron McDonald, who is back from the non-football injury list, uh, so it's good for the young tight end. Caleb Jones, a tackle who I know we've talked about a couple times here uh, on Packers Daily. A lot of people are excited to get a look at. He unfortunately didn't practice due to illness. Um, The usual suspects are on the physically unable to perform list, including Rashawn Gary and Eric Stokes, as everyone knows. Non-football injury, we got a little bit of an illumination from Matt LaFleur this morning as to the nature of what he's dealing with, which is a back issue. Um, he is on the non-football injury list, along with Tariq Carpenter and Traverius Moore. Both of those gentlemen are dealing with illness as well. So don't want him out there. Don't want him out there uh, getting other people sick. That's for darn sure. Uh, practice was held outside. There was some question about you know whether they were going to be inside because of the storms in the area, but they were outside gloriously. The public got to watch the Green Bay Packers take the field in 2023. It's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. A um, couple things of note. Jonathan Garvin running with the defensive line. I, you know, somewhat facetiously, but I put it out there on Twitter. Eh, you know, it's never a good sign. Yeah, I'm here's hoping that he, he finds his role there and is able to contribute. But um, it's pretty clear that he was not going to be able to make the team at edge. And they're going to try and salvage something here by utilizing him along the defensive front. Hey, man, maybe the, the, the switch flips, right? Uh, here's hoping. He's got the physicality. There's zero doubt about that. I don't Technique-wise, that might be a bit of a jump, but um, 
that's usually not a great sign. Um, but we'll see. We'll see how it shakes out. Uh, other position kind of notes, Zach Tom started at right tackle. Uh, interesting in that he and Yash had been kind of rotating throughout the offseason. Zach Tom gets the first day out of the gate. Um, I can't really say, like, you can expect them to rotate because tomorrow David Bakhtiari is slated not to practice. We've already been told this, and that's, you know, some, that's to be expected. Uh, Matt LaFleur indicating that Bakhtiari's schedule will be very different than basically everybody else's. I think it'll probably be very akin to what we, you know, what they did at the end of the season last year to make sure that he was available, which he was, and he played lights out, so why mess with that? Um, but you've got to think going forward here, Zach Tom and Josh Nyman will most likely be kind of rotating days at right tackle. Um, Rudy Ford and Darnell Savage were the main pairing at safety, much like we saw throughout the offseason. However, Jonathan Owens did get in rotationally with the ones, and that's something to keep an eye on. You guys know I've been saying all summer I expect him to be in the mix and probably win that job across from Savage, but long way to go. Um, uh, some personnel notes. Uh, I know it, it's been out there for a while, but just uh, so everyone's aware, the Packers did release Jeff Cotton from uh, the non-football injury list. It's unfortunate. I know there was somewhat joking, somewhat semi-serious fun stuff on Twitter throughout the offseason that you know, maybe Jeff Cotton would come alive and become a, a camp story. Unfortunately, he becomes a camp story by being allowed to ride a bike over to practice only to be told that he was cut. Man, they don't call it the national not-for-long league for nothing. My goodness. Uh, the corresponding move, of course, was the Cody Crest signing, who's a, a undrafted wide receiver who's already bounced around a couple of places. Uh, but he uh, Crest has got some speed. He has got some S-P-E-E-D. So we'll see. You know, four three speedster out there. See what he can do. I mean, it's always tough when you come in this late. You know, as far as everyone else has been working together and working throughout the offseason program. Now you got to come in, crash course in the scheme and the system, and try and make hay. I guess obviously the number one area that the guy can turn some heads is on special teams, especially with that speed. So we'll see. Um, and of course, I think everybody saw it, but just in case you didn't, Jordan Love uh, indicated that Aaron Rodgers texted him last night. A very nice message about, you know, just being himself and enjoying it. I think that's a classy move on Rodgers' part. I think it's pretty great. Uh, you know, he's always been in Jordan's corner, and it was great to see basically an extension of that. And speaking of Jordan Love, a few underthrows into the wind today. I know Twitter, especially some rival Twitter accounts, were having fun with that. But, hey, it's the first day, and that's part of it. You know, you got to get used to those receivers and their speed and knowing how much you got to put into it if you are dealing with the wind, which he was today. Um, but he also had a number of nice throws, namely to Romeo Dobbs. Um, expect that to continue throughout not only camp, but preseason and into the regular season. Um, and uh, Musgrave showed the highs and the lows from, from what I can gather as far as his ability to get deep and use that speed and get behind guys. Saw that on display, but also saw how much work is going to be necessary in line. Uh, getting beat several times in, in blocking situations, notably Preston Smith basically treating him like he was non-existent. So those are the things. And, of course, you don't really get into that a lot of that work until the pads come on, uh, but it is notable, and it is something I think people are going to be watching for. Uh, and finally, the rookie kicker, Anders Carlson, went 5-for-6 on field goals. His only miss was wide left from 44. Um, 
And I love the fact that at the end of practice, all the offensive players had to do push-ups because they lost the third down period to the defense. That's right. Let's engender a little competition here. I'm all about it. The other thing I'm all about is your comments. What's up, everybody? Good to see everybody in the comments section. So many fine folks checking in already. How we doing, people? Uh, what do we got here? We got Dennis here. What's up, Dennis? How are you? Camille is here. What's up, Camille? If you guys missed it, I'll be doing a brand new podcast every week with Camille, Camille Davis, right here on Cheesehead TV each and every week during the regular season. Uh, we'll probably kick things off just prior to week one, but uh, I'm really excited. Carry the G and MKE. That's the name of it. Be on the lookout for it. It's going to be a ton of fun. And Camille knows her stuff. She is a a baller, as the kids like to say. What else we got here, folks? Uh, Spencer. Thanks for the super chat, bud. <laughs> is Mahomes' family ready for their seats in December? That is an excellent callback, sir, given uh, the seats that Jordan Love's mother w- was given uh, at Arrowhead. Um, look, I don't think the Packers would ever do it. You know, they, they, are, they do have, you know, the practice around the league is opposing players are given tickets, and they usually are nosebleeds. Um, but I suspect the Packers won't go that far. Um, but I, yeah, I remember back in the day, Tom Crabtree allowed, uh, uh, us Cheesehead TV to use a couple of his cause he wasn't using them here in New York. And, uh, a couple of my friends ended up with a view at, at, uh, it might've been, it might've still been, uh, Meadowlands at that point, but, uh, so high up that not only could they look down and see the game, but they could turn their heads and see Manhattan, <laughs> the skyline, cause that's how high up they were. Um, so yeah, that's, that's pretty traditional. Now we'll see. We'll see where the Mahomes family ends up. Uh, Thomas Odom, what's up, man? What's up, Nags? First time making a live feed in a while. Laid up in bed after my ACL surgery. I'll be ready for the Bears come week one, though. Go Pack Go. Thomas, speedy recovery, man. Go Pack Go. Uh, Spencer, thanks again, buddy. Would the Packers even allow quarterback access? Well, it's something that could be negotiated, I'm sure. Uh, I would highly doubt they'd be in favor of it, Uh, but I do think, you know, if Jordan and his representatives were strident about it and really wanted to do it, um, I don't think, I think the Packers would probably allow it. Given that you saw this first season, I mean, it, it really kind of shows these guys as humans and really puts most of the league in a good light. I mean, it's, it's essentially a promo for the league, which is fine. Um, so, yeah, I don't think the Packers would buck too much if Jordan really wanted, and his people really wanted him to do it. Um, but hey, uh, long way to go. Long way to go there. What else we got, folks? Uh, Jake says there have been like two teammates in 18 years say anything negative about Rodgers. He's always been great in the locker room and liked. I, I think for the most part that's true. I think it's maybe a few more than two, but I hear what you're saying. Um, it's two very vocal ones who have been in the press a lot. Uh, but yeah, most guys would run through a wall for him. I think at the end of his tenure in Green Bay, it's not crazy that a lot of the young guys were ready to play with Jordan. Uh, it was the exact same way when Aaron was ready to take over for Brett. There were a ton of young guys in that locker room that were ready for Aaron to step out there. So um, I think, you know, I totally buy that in the locker room, people were really anxious to play with Jordan. I don't think it was about disparaging Rogers, you know, uh, what else we got here, folks? Uh, what do you really want to see slash should we look out for of love in camp? I mean, Nick, that's a, it's a tough one to, 
quantify, right? Like you just want to be able to kind of see him operating the offense, knowing where to go with the football, which it sounds like he did today. I uh, just had a couple bad throws, right? Um, but, yeah, efficiency on offense. You definitely want to see some improvement in the red zone from what happened today. Uh, I believe he was over 3 in the red zone work. Um, but, yeah, just improvement every day and try and develop a little bit. And, like I said, efficiency more than anything else. Because, look, this is a lab period, right? They, they are working on stuff. They are in the lab you know, stuff will blow up, stuff will break, and that's part of the plan. That's part of the process, right? Um, but yeah, you, you just you definitely don't want to see repeated mistakes. Um, and you know, we'll 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 see throughout uh, the entirety, basically, of August. You know, both in the camp practices and the preseason games, because he'll play. Um, you know, just continued mastery of the offense, knowing where to go with the football, staying out of bad plays, being able to recognize things pre-snap. Um, being able to get them into good looks at the line of scrimmage, all these things that they're going to take time. You know, that's not stuff that you just flip a switch, and it's not like Madden where, you know, just, oh, X, X, left controller, okay, now I've said everything, and, oh, hot route. You know, it's a lot more complicated than that on his end. So um, those are the things that just the only way he gets better in that regard is getting reps more each and every day. You know, that's what I'll be looking for anyway. Uh, Joe, thanks for the super chat. I think Chris Slayton is an overlooked guy. He had some good moments in 2022 preseason. He did more to deserve a spot on the roster than Jonathan Ford. Very much agree with that last sentiment, Joe. Um, I think it's telling that Brian brought him up unprompted in his presser yesterday. As you say, Slayton played very well last summer, and I was surprised that he didn't make the final 53. Very glad they kept him around on the practice squad. And yeah, if he can make some hay, he'll especially now that look, there are going to be reps available, given now that Dean Lowry's not there, Jerron Reed's not there. There is going to be opportunity. And if he can grab it, he should be part of that rotation, I would think. If he continues to play the way he was last year, that's not a given either, right? It's, it's, this is what's so frustrating about this kind of non-padded start to practice. It's like, And I understand why it has to happen. I totally get it. But it's like you can't start to get these answers until like the pads come on, you know? Um, but, yeah, I, he's got a golden opportunity, given how well he played last summer. Uh, if he can continue that, build on that, he should have a good chance of cracking that rotation. No doubt about it. Spencer again. What's up, man? Th- thanks for the super chat. Motel men cover of what is love with the playoffs. <laughs> I don't know about that. Are you? I, I expect you're thinking of the 90s dance track, which I want to burn myself alive when I hear. But if it's what is love by Howard Jones. Funnily enough, Ben and I covered that when we were kids. True story. <laughs> No one wants to hear that. Bob, what's up, man? Thanks for the super chat. Curveball question here. All right, I'm ready. But any idea who creates the music playlist for training camp practices? Uh, back in the day, a couple years ago, it was DJ Josh, who was uh, just a member. Josh is his name. He's a guy on staff. Um, uh, but I don't know if it's the same anymore. I know they opened with uh, Pearl Jam today, which is the, the, they've been they've not been opening with it, but they've been playing that song at freaking practice for a decade. Um, but yeah, I don't know if he still does it. I know a number of years ago, pre-pandemic, I remember Jair Alexander going over there and messing with him and demanding he play some of his music. So um, I don't remember Josh's last name, but yeah, there was, a, there was, and or I believe is a member of staff who does it. Um, John, what's up, man? Thanks for the super chat. John's hot take. Walker will be a top 10 linebacker this year. There you go, baby. 
there's some optimism. Uh, look, it's all there for Quay Walker. Zero doubt about it. I mean, he's got the athleticism. He's got the upside. Uh, the sky's the limit. He knows the scheme now. He was playing fast at the end of the year. We'll cue the joke. Maybe a little too fast at times. Um, but, yeah, he was playing like he knew the system and knew where to go and wasn't kind of surprised by anything. If he can kind of start there this season, I think, man, he could really be a force on this defense. Um, long way to go, but uh, the possibility is exciting, no doubt about it. <laughs> Logan, hot take. Packers win the next 10 Super Bowls. Sir? I'll drink to that. Uh, Quay made the all-rookie team. Man, I don't get the hate some fans have for him. Well, Lee, you know what that's all about. That's all about the two ejections. It's not a mystery. I mean, I think that's pretty easy to understand, actually. And look, I'm not saying that hate is justified, because I don't think it is. He made some mistakes, and they're pretty boneheaded, but he knows what he did, and he knows what he needs to do to make sure that doesn't happen again. And on we go. And, yeah, there's some fans who hold it against him. Yeah. And I don't think anything short of, like, outstanding performances for months on end on the football field are going to do anything to change people's minds in that regard, those people's minds, right? You and I know he, he's a really good player, and the sky's the limit. He's still very young. Um, Abdul, what's up, man? Thanks for the Super Chat. Hey, Aaron. How would you consume training camp? Other than Cheesehead TV, of course. I tried reading reporter tweets, reading Athletic Gazette, all the podcasts, but wondering how you'd go about it. Kind of what you just said there. <laughs> I just consume it all, man. Um, I think it's interesting. I liked what Gannett, the Gannett beat was doing today um, as far as I loved Tom Silverstein pointing out there on, on X, Twitter, whatever, um, that you know we'll have all of our observations here on our live blog uh, where you can just scroll and don't have to worry about any other posts. And it's like, yeah, Tom, that's great. However, there are other people covering the team that I am interested in hearing from. Uh, but I did like it. It allowed them to have a little bit more expansive uh, notes and analysis. And it was a nice addition to I've got a Packers beat list on X where I can kind of scroll through and see everybody all at once. Um, but, yeah, man, every I, there's not an outlet I don't look look for or look at during camp um even people who maybe aren't there and covering it live i still want to see people's reactions and and how they view things and what they're thinking because every once in a while you'll find kind of an interesting kind of take or angle that you haven't thought of so i mean yeah ultimately i'm on twitter x whatever like everybody else um with my curated lists but i did like i said i liked what Gannett did today i'll definitely be utilizing that throughout camp because it's a nice kind of way to, you know, those are really good reporters who know this team like the back of their hand and they're giving you really up close instant analysis, but not in a kind of short clip like you get on, on Twitter um, and more of a expansive look at what they're talking about. I really liked it. <laughs> John. <laughs> <laughs> did I just snort? I did. I'd rather watch Ahmad Carroll highlights than call it X. <laughs> that's outstanding. I'm so, that's what it's called, right? So I don't know. Yeah, I'll call it Twitter. I'll call it X, whatever. I keep thinking of that scene from Coming to America. His, his mama called him Clay. I'm going to call him Clay. <laughs> that's just what he was. You know, that's, mama called it Twitter. I'm going to call it Twitter. I don't know. 
But I want to call it by the correct thing. I don't know. I don't know, dude. Uh, Patrice, how are you? Uh, she asks, does anyone think that Joe Barry is going to be on the hot seat this year and next year? Well, it'll be hard to be on the hot seat next year if he gets on the hot seat this year and gets dismissed. And that is entirely possible. Um, I, look, I'm rooting for Joe. I am rooting for Joe Barry. I want him to do well. But there is zero doubt that he is under probably more pressure than just about anybody in that building. Um, he knows it. and He knows the expectations are high. He's got to deliver this year. Absolutely has to. And I think probably last year there are definitely some things that they did well, and there are certainly some things that fans probably have glommed onto that aren't really his fault. But they got to play better, and they got to play more. Con- they got to play better more consistently. It's great when you have a, like a four-game stretch at the end of the year where oh look we've turned it around. Like great, you had all off-season and camp and preseason to get ready. For the start of the season, that's when we want you guys to arrive and be consistent, not in December, right? So, yeah, does anyone think he's on the hot seat? I think everybody thinks he's on the hot seat, including himself. Zero doubt. Uh, uh, Spencer, thanks again, buddy. Any incoming shows with any of these young Packers? Uh, nah, not, not, not at the moment. Um, especially not now. They're all hard at work, but... Hey, man, I'll be in Green Bay next week. And, uh, you know, who knows what relationships may form. Kidding. Jake, what's up, man? Thanks for the super chat. Nags, as a Cyclone fan, I can't wait to see Johnson. He's a steal. He can cover and hit. Going to be a versatile weapon with three years as a corner. Uh, Anthony Johnson Jr., yeah, Jake, I really like his potential. He's got a ball out on teams. You you know this. He's got to make hay on special teams. Um, Hopefully he gets a chance to show what he can do maybe in the rotation with the twos or the ones, but uh, more than anything, number a number one priority for him is to to make make waves on special teams. <laughs> Brandy, Barry's seat is a barbecue grill. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Abdul, thanks again, bud. Last year when things went wrong, 12 got more of the blame. If things don't go well this year, who will take the fans' blame more, Love or Matt LaFleur? Oh, I think LaFleur will take the brunt of it, but – Obviously, it depends on how Jordan's playing. If Jordan's playing bad, then he'll get a lot. And, uh, you know, it's the old adage. We've heard Matt say it many times. Quarterback always gets way more blame than is necessary and probably gets a little bit more praise than is reasonable when things go well. That's just the nature of the position. You know, but that's also why they get paid the big bucks. So I ain't too worried about it. Rob, thanks for the super chat. How great would Star be today with gains in nutrition, medicine, etc.? Uh, Rob, it's funny you ask that because I know um, uh, Bill Bender just put up his, um, what do you call it, the Mount Rushmore of Wisconsin sports, right? And he called me and a couple other people for comments for his article regarding Aaron and Brett being on the Mount Rushmore. And I lobbied hard for Bart Starr. Um, and my one of the things I talk about, and it's kind of a consistent talking point, I've been yelling this to the moon forever now, Um if Bart Starr was born today, like was part of this generation, you you absolutely know he would take advantage of every opportunity in those gains. Like whether it is nutrition, whether it's workout, whether it is uh, you know, rest and recovery, all the stuff that has made these athletes what they are today, 
What, what are we really th- expecting barking star to sit there and go, yeah, nah, I'm good. I'm going to go sit on a tractor in Alabama and just show up. Like, no, of course not. One of the most competitive, one of the most like assassin-like quarterbacks ever. You think he wouldn't take advantage of all that? Of course he would. So, yeah, I think he'd be amazing. I think he'd be dueling with Tom Brady. Like, it would, it would be a network's dream, the matchup, the two great quarterbacks. That's what it would have been if they played at the same time. Um, Carter, what's up, man? As a Hawkeye fan, I'm excited to see Johnson as well and Lucas Van Ness. We need an elite D. Man, need is, a, is doing a lot of work there, Carter. <laughs> um, it would be nice. I'll take an elite D, no doubt about it. But uh, will, will, you, will you settle for consistent? Because, you know, if they're bordering like 12th or 15th or 10th in the league, somewhere around there, and they're consistent. You know what you're going to get from them. You can work with that. You can, be, you can play complimentary football with that. But if you never know what you're going to get from week to week, it's real hard to have much faith. You know? Krista says, Stokes looked good running in front of her today. There you go. On the ground reporting from Krista, who I have no doubt will be joining us at the Cheesehead TV happy hour at the top of the hour. Krista, hope to see you there. Hope to see the rest of you there, all you Patreon members and Carry the G Club members. Uh, happy hour, 6 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Central. Going to be a hoot. Always is. Uh, I'm going to have to get going. Can't thank you guys enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Please do me a monster favor. Hit like on the video. Subscribe to the channel. And then tell your friends and tell your family, Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great night. Go Pack Go. (laughs) 